get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, let that settle in. How good does it feel? Ah, uh, feels so good. Does it really? It's like when you know when the shower gets just right. Oh, tell me about that. Vividly describe it to me right now. Well, you know, like you start the shower, it's obviously going to start cold. The water's going to start cold, but then give it about a minute. And it just hits that perfect temperature and that water and washes you over your body. In. Oh, it's just the best feeling. And that's the feeling I'm yep. feeling right now. Uh, then you go Kevin Spacey to open up American Beauty. Mm. It is Balloon Party. It's driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Bennett Burkett. And I have been vacationing at Jackson's family's home. Uh, actually, I didn't realize you had a series of homes in the yeah. Hamptons. Yeah. I, didn't, I thought you had one home. But you a com- a, well, I mean, a lot of... Like a compound. Well, a lot of property popped up around uh, spring 2020, and obviously... So you guys gonna, capitalized on the market well, of the common man. Well, yeah. It, it was mostly a thing, like, neighbors were getting a little touchy, you know, like, a lot of noise going on, and it's best to just control the that. The Joels? Yeah, well, the Joels, Seinfeld. They're getting a little lippy. So we decided so you to bought their homes. Well, yeah, but but you know, moving eventually, move, we'll move them eventually if they want to buy them back. You know, Jerry has my number. Yeah. Well, uh, and he may text in the Air Comfort Service text line three one four three nine 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 six four six. So I am back from vacationing. Um, boy, so much talk about the the, the fact that I've shaved, and uh, Jackson, the reasoning for it is it uh, turns out even though I had a beard for two years, my wife decided to let me know how much she hated it two years in. Yeah, yeah. well, that's usually, you're like, all right, after two years, if it hasn't settled in, now's the time to right. say something. I don't, even, I don't even know how we were walking up to, to our room, I guess, last Tuesday, which was her birthday, and just and, and she, she said something very direct, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no idea you hated it that much. I go, well, I can knock this out real quick for you. It's yeah. like if you if you said, I hate that you're five two. I go, well, listen, well, sister, yeah. that's kind of. Yeah. I mean, I am going to go to uh, to China have a surgery performed, but that's only going to get me up to five nine. Right, right, and even then, exactly. Uh, so I said, well, I can I can actually do something about this. So yeah. here I am. Uh, I understand. I, I don't know if you've ever seen me clean shaven. No, probably the only time you ever were, you were probably down in Florida, so I wasn't like seeing you face to face. So I've, yeah, yeah, I've basically right. only known you certainly in the last two years. And I understand why you did it, obviously. You know, that's, that's. Oh, so you prefer the beard. That's what that, I mean, that was an easy read. Big time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think the beard is like a, is a great play. And uh, I miss wow, it. Wow. Looks like you it. and my wife are going to have a little scrap here. I would understand you saying, you know, siding with your wife and she doesn't like it and you're like your co-host. I, dis- I disagree with her. Yeah, I just, I think it's a, I think it's a great look. However, you know, as much as I'd like, you know, you and I are, are, are not engaged. So I get that. You and I are not engaged yet. 
Right. Well, <laughs> the, the day's still young. Yeah. Yeah. For me, we're going to do a whole bit where Jackson and I start dating. <laughs> so something to keep an eye on. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jackson, uh, I can't wait to, if we haven't done a show in low so many days, I can't wait to see what you have on this little piddles weekend wrap up. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know what direction you're going to go. I mean, even though we haven't seen each other and done this program in a long time, I mean, are you going to go blues predators? I'm taking my two year old to his first blues game here in like an hour and 50 minutes. And I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. Well, noon game. For yeah. Folks. So my uh, six year old is off. My two year old has never been to a game. Uh, somebody called into TMA, Big Al, the great Big, the Al, great Big Al, who yeah. will be also in the building today, uh, pregame at 11 a.m. here on 101 ESPN for the Blues and Leaves President's Day special. And uh, said, hey, have him, you know, bring earmuffs or whatever for uh, that horn could freak him out. Freaks me out. And I recall taking my, at the time, four year old to a Cardinal Day game, talked about that in advance. And that would have been August of 22, right here on Balloon Party. And Jackson said, oh, I bet he's going to get scared or something along those lines by the sounds. Yeah, a little freaked out. So sure enough, Albert Pools comes up. Albert Pools wasn't starting that day, but he came off the bench. Hits a grand slam. I've got video of it, which I yeah, record. Awesome. And he, what happened? He got freaked out by the noise and the, and the fireworks. So in my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be so great. But through the eyes and ears of a two-year-old, maybe that horn at the game... When Sunquist nets his hat hey, trick, hey Sonny, yeah. uh, I to this day, so it might surprise people to hear, but like I was probably fourteen or fifteen when I went to my first Blues game, and that's because you thought the Grizzlies were playing. Yeah, yeah, why? Well, yeah, I had messed up. Uh, I was probably when they were building Chaffetz, and I thought you know the Dayton Flyers were in town or something, taking on the Billikens, but you know it was a hockey game instead. Rats. Either way, to this day, when the Blues score and that boat horn goes on. I, I'm not comfortable. I'm, it's, it makes me a Is little... Is that why you cheer against the team and you hope for a shutout because it brings back terrible memories? It's so damn loud. Like, does it, I understand why you do it. You got to have something. You know, it's all part of the in-game experience. I learned a lot about that in college. However, does it have to be that loud of a horn? It really... It's part of the atmosphere. It's part of the energy in the building. And these boys are skating pretty well. Minus Saturday against Laze Predator. Yeah, that was a tough game. Either way, I, I understand it. I get it. It's just, it's jarring. I would describe it, it's a, it's a jarring sound, and uh, it kind of freaks so me I guess, out. So should, should I bring earmuffs? I don't, I don't possess yeah, I don't earmuffs. I don't know. <laughs> I always think back to, like, Drew Brees holding his child yes. after the Super Drew Bowl. Drew son. With the, uh, with the headphones on. So I guess something like that, but I don't, like, I don't even know where you get something like that. I have no idea. Because it's got to fit for a child. And I could bring these things. Would, those, would that fit your two-year-old son? I don't son? know. One side's further out right. than the other because right. of the skull thing. It's like, Dad, why is your head so upside Thank you. And he He's already asked me that. Those are his first words, actually. <laughs> Dad, why is your head so lopsided? Oh, it was a great moment. We got yeah. it on yeah, camera. Good. We're sending it out for a Christmas card. All right. Uh, text in 314-399-9646. You can participate in the YouTube chat. Great to see everybody in the YouTube chat again. Tiny PP's in there. Roberto De Niro 69 is in there. I hate paper straws. Willie, Austin Avery. Do you pronounce it Jack Scores? Yeah, I'll say Jack Scores. Oh. That's a good name. Uh, I, I do that. like that name. Bishing about sports says the boys are greater than the wife. In That's other true. words, I should keep the beard. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I get why you did it. I'm a fan. I think I'm such a fan of the beard because I cannot grow one. I can grow facial hair. It just looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm jealous of anyone who can grow a beard. So it's like if I had the ability to do so, I would absolutely do it. Yeah. So it's like you know. 
but she said it like shaved ten years off my age, and I go, I didn't really think I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. But you had that that kind of grizzled wisdom with the beard, yeah. you know, like real, real. Backwoods knowledge and I backwoods. Like- <laughs> now, God, you hate people from South St. Louis. You call us backwoods. That's what that was. I was hanging out with all South City people yesterday. Where were you? Where were you? Uh, played played pickup basketball. Where Francis Park? DB Proud. Wow. Played some pickup at DB Proud yesterday. Wow. That's right. And then uh, wow, why did you go to the Dairy Queen afterwards? <laughs> Brazier. Yeah, uh, Brazier season. And then hit Mom's Deli. It was a very South City I day. I went to Mom's Deli yesterday as well. Really? I'm surprised. Yes, I, didn't see you. I did. Wow. I, I was, really did. I was there around like twelve forty-five ish. Yeah. 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 Got to be honest with you. Little hungover, and I <laughs> texted. Boy. I took my uh, older son to his soccer game, and I said, "What are you feeling like, woman?" That's what I said because I'm classy, and I said, "I'm kind of feeling Mom's Deli." If you're up for it, hit Mom's Deli. Oh, about eleven thirty. Yeah. Oh, it's. So I had a little mom special. It's tasty little day. Uh, yeah. Tasty she got the mom day. special. I you got get the dad. I got on with yeah. the dad. Like yeah. you know, I man. It's. I mean, I grew up like a mile from there. So yeah. I've. I've had plenty of mom's deli and the grands. Uh, That's where yeah. we used to grocery shop. That's where we used to, it's like I grew up like during the Cinderella Man era that I'm grocery shopping at a place like that. But that's where we went. It was yeah. Binder's Tomboy then, Jackson. Right. You wouldn't know that and you wouldn't care anyway because it's not Ledoux. Well, it still says Tomboy above You're that. damn right it yeah. does. Like, come on. I'm, you know, I'm, I got knowledge. Yeah, but you treat South St. Louis a cute little place you visit, you know, <laughs> to see the people who live down by the river. That's right. what you do. Right. Well, I mean, I'm trying to become more you roll meat up potatoes. the windows like Clark Griswold when you travel through my neighborhood. That's what goes <laughs> you on. You guys noticing all this it. plight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to we're going to donate some canned goods and then play a game at DeBerg while we're down there. That's what yesterday was for the Horton Watkins kids. There's not a doubt in my mind. I know exactly what was going on. All right, we got this uh Little Piddles weekend wrap up, but it's really a 10-day wrap up. What are you going to go with? I mean, I'm anxious to see what the lead is. We'll find out. Jeremy Rutherford's going to join us. Might have to move that up to like 1042 because I got a hard out, a rare hard out. Blues play at noon. Yeah, and so we got a pregame at 11 o'clock. Uh, so that is coming your way here. It is Balloon Party 101 ESPN and on the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura, Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you, fresh off of vacationing at Jackson's uh, family's estate in the Hamptons. And uh, it's great to be back here both on TMA and on uh, Balloon Party. And we would be back on QFTA, which we did every day in the month of January and uh, would do today. But I am taking my wife and my two boys to the Blues game at noon. You can catch that game right here on 101 ESPN pregame at 11 a.m. And uh, and, I, and and someone texted in, Jackson, what? That uh, they sell those uh, earmuffs for young tykes at, yeah. at the Enterprise Center? Yeah, the 314 texted in that they uh, they sell Blues earmuffs at the game, specifically for young kids. God bless. Which is very smart, both on the Blues part and... You know, great for the consumer. Uh, somehow Jackson has blocked me out of the text inbox, just like you <laughs> did with TMA. Uh, so I can't see the texts. Um, what, there was another text that you uh, gave me during the commercial oh, break. It was yeah. a, it was a welcome back text, so that was nice. Yeah, it was. I had a really crummy weekend, uh-huh. and it's not any better now that you're on. It's from the 314. Oh, my gosh. No. Do we have any tickets we can give away? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Jackson, it is our first Little Piddles weekend wrap-up in a couple of weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Bennett Burkett. Hello, everybody. 
So, not going to leave with the Blues here because we have Jeremy Rutherford coming up. Uh, 10.45. I, mean, I try to get to him earlier. I know you're probably going to detail the NBA All-Star game in your Sports Center update. Yeah, you want to talk about wide birth, wide stick. Get out of the way when I do that. Uh, but either way, we're going to start off with the Cardinals as they are going to spring training now. They're uh, in the midst of it. Nolan Arenado, audio that we played today on TMA, talking about the veteran infusion to the clubhouse. And he also talked about how younger players somewhat ran the clubhouse last year. Do you think that the veteran leadership is a nice talking point and nothing more, or do you think that there is a tangible impact also Arenado talking about having something to prove this year is that something that you think is needed from the third baseman this season okay I got two-parter but it's it's an overarching thing I don't know why and I don't know if anybody else can relate to this mm-hmm. but for whatever reason I am irritated by what the late great Joe Strauss his name of balloon party mm-hmm. the reason this program is named balloon party he called it happy talk I think yeah, I think that was a Joe Strauss thing. Maybe that's a Bernie Miklas thing. I don't know. I feel like a happy talk. It was it was either Joe or Bernie. Uh, I'm just like stop this, please. I, I, I want them to be good. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm a native sure. St. Louis, and I want them to be good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think if I were down there, I don't think I would be. I was down there last year when Jack Flaherty was portrayed as the key to the Cardinal season. I can recall sitting there going, "What in the world is this about? This is scary." If Jack Flaherty is the key to the season, oh God. So I don't think it matters if I'm in Creveport, Missouri, or Jupiter, Florida. I'm going to to give you my honest opinion, and I just feel like there's a lot of happy talk going on. And I, I suppose what else are you going to do? Be right. negative, right? And spring but training is like the, the it's the, the epicenter cap- of happy talk, big time. Yeah. So I'm sure even the Pirates are going. Boy, it's going to be great. We got our all this Chapman for the four games that we have a lead in the ninth inning. And he's throwing free and easy. And he's throwing free and easy. And I'm sure he's really excited about the opportunity to wrap up his career in Pittsburgh. The last stop before you buy a home in Palm Springs. Get traded for a laundry machine come (laughs) August. With that all said, I I can't help but be, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I just feel like my Twitter timeline, now that Ella Reese has gone missing, is flooded with happy talk yeah. and it's bothering me <laughs> and I'm I'm bothered by the fact that I'm bothered by it. There we go. I understand the people wanting to be optimistic. It's a wonderful place to be. I envy your ability to be optimistic. I suppose I wish I could be that. I don't know if I really mean that. Um, but I I can't help but what are we doing here? This is this is a, a middle-of-the-pack National League team that might be able to win the National League Central, which speaks more to the National League Central than it does to the team. And there's just a lot of happy talk. Yeah. I just, and I guess, I guess what it gets down to, if I'm to like psychoanalyze it, I'm irritated by fake BS. Mm-hmm. That's why I get upset about hashtag content on social media where it's people doing things for attention. In this case, people doing things for, would you call it, is this engagement farming? Mm, happy talk can lead to a lot of like bait. Like bait. God, I'm trying to learn this stuff. I feel like you need to teach a course in this. <laughs> you know, like any, like a, like a, and I'm not trying to like take shots at anybody. Oh, Jackson's going to do radio wars. No, got. I'm, I'm really not. Jackson Burkett's radio wars. I'm really not. But like an example of like bait, or like a cheap pop. And it's something that, like I, I, I also love seeing it. So I'm in the camp. It's like William McGee, William McGee and Ozzie Smith talking it over at Spring Training, just hanging like out. Like a, a video of that. And granted, like I said, I love seeing it because I love those two ballplayers. But 
I mean, that's not th- those two talking are, is not going to solve. But the pitching issues. a lot of likes. Bingo. Okay, I understand. Man, I like this course you're teaching. I'd sign up. So I recall 2014, Waka and Wainwright are throwing a bullpen together. Now I know that sounds. You got to think about 2014 and not 2024 if they yeah. were throwing a bullpen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it'd be a little weird if Wainwright was doing it, and Waka is now 10 years older himself. But they were coming off of 2013, winning a pennant, Michael Waka being a revelation Dynamite. toward the end of the season, much less what he did in the NLCS in particular. So with that established, um, I, I, I took a picture of that and I said, here is the reason why I am optimistic for this team's chances in 2014. I suppose it could have been like bait, but it was a visual representation of the reason why I was excited for the team to be a true championship contender. And obviously they were, they were right in the mix. They went to the, you know, national league championship series, but they were a really good team too. It wasn't, you know, backing in to a butt ass central. So with that all established, um, yeah, I just, for whatever, I can't help. I wish I wasn't trust me. I wish, I wish I, Oh yeah, it's great. You know, I love Jupiter myself. Makes me feel like home when I see pictures from there, but I'm just like, oh, this is the don't, you know what? I, I can't use the phrase. Uh, don't give me manual stimulation. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. think I think I can say that. Yeah. Somebody will check. And if not, it's been a great two year run on Balloon Park. It's a medical term. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is it a medical term? Sure. Well, if it isn't, it will be now. Yeah. yeah thank you. So that that's how I feel. As far as the the leadership thing. <sighs> <laughs> you just know, you know, you know the little no, buttons to push. Yep, yep, yep. I understand. You know, it's like some people are like, well, Arnado and Goldschmidt should be the leaders. You can't, you can't make someone a leader. Just like you can't make somebody throw a hundred miles an hour or have the hand-eye coordination to recognize a slider in a split second. And I realize I have I know I have told this story probably within this month on the 2004 Cardinals. Who were the leaders? It wasn't Scott Rowland, Albert Pools, Jim Edmonds, Larry Walker, all of whom I think when it's all said and done will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, It wasn't Chris Carpenter. That doesn't mean they were bad guys or they didn't care. None of that. But the leaders were Mike Matheny and Woody Williams, Mm -hmm. two guys who will not be in the Hall of Fame. But by the way they carried themselves, those were the guys who were the leaders. And so it isn't just the best players who are leaders. Um, I would imagine you could point out a variety of incredible baseball players who wouldn't necessarily have been leaders. But plenty of baseball players who weren't Hall of Fame candidates who wound up being leaders. Clubhouse guys, whatever topic or typecast you want to put on there. So I understand it. I just think that's more spin on, okay, we did that. We, you know, we're trying to get through this weird time with our television contract and we really can't be super aggressive. So we're going to show pictures and reminisce about, you know, when Matt Carpenter was younger and Lance Lynn was younger and fun to have the boys back and do that kind of thing. And honestly, I just find it to be disingenuous. That's, that's my reaction to it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help but I can't help but say that I can't because you can have all the leadership in the world. I don't think leadership is really going to matter when you're standing in the batter's box against a guy who's got six stuff, or when you're you know out in the field and you got to hit the cutoff man on the fly to try to you know keep a runner in first base with another guy's brown in third. I just I just I don't know. I, I, I suppose I suppose to play devil's advocate on it, if a team is in a slump and a leader can get you back on track, where I was going, but 
I just I just don't know. I I I think what the team misses is a guy with the clubhouse presence of Yadi or Molina. Totally. Leadership isn't just I'm old. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. And and so that you know Yadi or Molina had experience, but he also had the the credibility. Yeah. You know, he as a guy who under pressure either late in the regular season or with the NLCS on the line in 2006, he executed at a high level. And I think that's where it comes from. You know, Matheny was a gold glove. He wasn't the best player on that team. He had to be pretty damn good to be the best player on the 2004 team. But he was a gold glove catcher. And Woody Williams had been sick for a couple of years in St. Louis, as in his stuff was. So, um, you know, I don't I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm a little irritated by what I'm seeing out of Jupiter this uh, this spring at the moment. And I can't help it, but i got to be honest with the audience. That's where I am, Jackson. God bless. So you're, you're setting me up to be the bad guy. And I can <laughs> tell what you're doing, and I think it's dirty pool. Yeah. Especially after you did your little charity mission down to South St. Louis yesterday. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is, I pull the strings. If, any, if you don't you like the it. puppet master. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. Look at this. Look at that. Nice. Thank I like you. that. Uh, it's 1027. I'm going to break to try to keep us on track because Jeremy Rutherford's going to be with us and I want to have as much time as possible with him. And then we got a hard out at 1056. And that's because we have Blues, Maple Leafs pregame at 11 a.m. Blues and Leafs facing off at noon today. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford's going to join us to talk it over. Uh, I was really disappointed by that game on Saturday. That was, I mean, I don't know how big a game can be mm-hmm. in February, but that was kind of a big game. And coming off that great performance against the Oilers, one of their best periods all year against the Oilers to have that kind of game. It just was disappointing. So um, your thoughts are welcome. Uh, 314-399-9646. And also, of course, in the YouTube chat, where plenty have gathered to talk it over. 126 people are in there talking it over. Uh, in the YouTube chat, that's 101 ESPN. We'll take a break, come back with more of the Little Piddles Weekend Wrap-Up, then Jeremy Rutherford, and then it's Blues, Leafs, pregame at 11 a.m., followed by the Blues and Leafs at noon here on President's Day on 101 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Mike Ryder, Jackson, how about that? I'm talking over with Mike Ryder. Now he let me back into the Air Comfort Service text line since you have blocked me out. Ryder. Yep. So now I can see all the compliments. We're supposed to be a unified front, brother. Yep. Um, another tough stretch of games for the Blues. They sucked us in with winning 8 of 10. I'm afraid the bubble is going to burst. That's from the 314. That's the first text I see. I mean, a lot of ups and downs in the season. That's kind of par for the course, though. Isn't uh, it? You'll catch it right here on 101 ESPN today. Pre-game starts at 11 o'clock, so we are uh, going to be out at about 10.56. Hard out. Jeremy Rutherford's going to join us in between, but in this segment, it's more of the Little Piddles weekend wrap-up here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganess. St. Louis Accurate, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota, Jackson. Question two, go. Well, I feel. Do we want to go with a with a quick hitter for the purposes oh, of time? Oh gosh, let's produce the show live on the air. No, let's prepare. Let's do a show prep meeting. Well, let's a, do it. I have a very. I have a question that might send you down 
Uh, uh, do it. It's fine. Right, I haven't had a it. chance to go down. Uh, All right. Well, we're doing it. Rick Pitino was quoted after their loss to Seton Hall, saying that the first year with St. John's has been the most unenjoyable year of his life, complaining about the facilities and even going after some of the players. Pitino even stepped on my toes by saying it's not just St. John's. You could be a Missouri and recruit slow players. Nice. Nice, coach. Uh, my question to you is, how this do you think fans... Jackson's representing Tiger Board here today on the show. I, as I always do. I don't think that was a shot at it Missouri. Wasn't, it wasn't at all. It was just okay. like an example. He could have said Indiana, Illinois... And any st- flyover country state, and it would have been the same thing. My question to you is, how do you think fans, players, and staff react when their coaches are very honest in their assessment and post-game pressers? Oh, I was wondering where you're going. When you started asking the question, I'm like, oh, this is Jackson's chance to talk Missouri basketball, so no, I'm going to start no. looking at my Instagram feed. No, I talk- then it's a good question, and yeah. then it's a good question. You're right. This is one where I could go for 25 minutes. Nicely done. Nope. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> um... He's going well, I mean, players. So, so I, I saw Gabe post about this. Gabe Diarman, Power Mizzou. Like, well, he was showing Penny Hardaway, who went off after his team lost by mm-hmm. like twenty six to SMU. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy going off, clearly frustrated, high expectations at Memphis. Yep. And then you got Dennis Gates, who is very, you know, he's can answer, yeah, and can answer. Here is my assessment of it because I kind of feel like I have to do it in particular with TMA, not necessarily with Balloon Party. Part of managing, uh, you know, the morale of a team is keeping things in the room. I know the audience, and in this case we're talking fan bases, eats that stuff up. It's the proverbial red meat. Mm-hmm. It's in, in, in 2024 with, with uh, take your pick of whatever social media platform, people will love that as opposed to the canned answers. It's just very difficult to be blunt and then not have somebody on your team catch some shrapnel right. or me- multiple members of your team. Can't I mean, it, 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 One example in college football this year was Pat Narduzzi at uh, Pitt, mm-hmm. and it was something along the lines of, you know, I mean, they have better players. Or so, I mean, he like aired yeah. out his team. Mark and, Stoops did something similar, talking yeah, about the NIL stuff. Right, and yeah. it's just like... What are you saying about us? I mean, you recruited us and we signed here to play for you and you're saying we're no good. I mean, how do you like so I get fans like that? And then if I'm recruiting against you, I'd go, hey, just so you know, if if coach gets into a couple tough games, he's going to air you out in public. So, you know, as something that I can localize that's been at this point, I guess, about 10 months ago, you know, Ali Marmol calling out Tyler O'Neill's effort individually five days into the season after they had just named him starting center fielder. I just thought, listen, I, I get it and, it, and there may be truth to it. I don't know. All I know is most of the good leaders I have been around, and I'm talking about whether it be in sports or in business, they handle things in the room. And so they will take the crap publicly because the greater good is served by handling it in the room. So, and, and then you go, okay, Rick Pitino's not like 27, and this isn't his first job. No. You know? No. I mean, he's on full-on tilt. Oh, yeah. He's gone nuts. So, that's that's surprising, and I wonder if he wakes up this morning going, okay, 
I wish I had that one back. Yeah, you know. So in other words, I know Dennis Gates is boring, mm-hmm. but I get it. Right. I also think Dennis Gates is speaking from a, hey, I've got this recruiting class coming in next year, so yeah. you know, I've got, I feel comfortable, even though a lot of coaches in his spot who wouldn't have the recruiting class would be going, oh boy, I might be in trouble here. Yeah, Grassman. Yeah, no, I get that completely. And yeah, a guy like Patino, like who's been around the block and obviously has been through the best parts of college basketball and the worst parts of college basketball, much to his own doing on both of them. It's like, I, I just feel I would, if I'm a player and that's how you feel, like then you're gun shy and you're not comfortable ever. And maybe that's how he wants his locker room culture to be. But I know prefer, like for me personally, that's not something I would want to be around. Um, and, you know, calling it the worst year of your life, like that's nothing. Like I, I just, I, it just rubs, rubs me the wrong way. And granted, it's probably the lowest moment of his year, you know, talking about in a bad place going on till like that. But still, you got to have the presence of mind, in my opinion. Uh, we will see uh, what Jim Rutherford has to say after the Blues come off a rough one. Jordan Cairo, uh, nothing needed to be said. Uh, plenty was said without any words, and that was Jordan Cairo went from the first line <laughs> to the second line to the third line, and then late in the game, not playing. Uh, and that's in a game in which he scored a goal. So that's quite a situation. We'll talk about that with Jeremy Rutherford on the other side of the break. Blues and Leafs today. You never know. Today could be a Jordan Cairo day where he looks like the second coming in 99. Hope so. You know, one every five games or so. Uh, maybe today is that day. Jeremy Rutherford joins us next. Then Blues and Leafs pregame at 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Bloom Party, 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Blues, and Leafs taking place right here on 101 ESPN coming up at noon, and the pregame show is going to get underway in 14 minutes as the Blues try to get back on track after a disappointing performance and result on Saturday against the Predators. Here to talk it over with us is the great Jeremy Rutherford. Morning, Jr. Yeah, Mr. Tim, we'll call this the pre-pregame. How about that? Oh, I like that. And having Jackson Burkett on the pre-pregame for the Blues <laughs> is more or less an audition from my standpoint. I'm locked in. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Are you really? Well, I'm here. Would you rather watch a replay of the NBA All-Star game from last night, which featured sick defense, or today's Blues-Leafs game live? Uh, can I you like phone a friend? Wow, Jr. How about that? I think Jeremy, Jamie Rivers is going to like come in and have you up against the wall. Oh, unlikely. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Hey, uh, I appreciate uh, you joining us today with the Blues playing yeah. at noon. This is uh, certainly timely, but I want to go back to Saturday afternoon. I know it's a game and it's the middle of February, but still, considering the playoff race, considering who they were playing. Considering the Blues were coming off a great win that featured one of their most complete periods of the season against the Whalers on Thursday, and considering the Predators were coming off a 9-2 loss, ah, I really, I guess it's kind of the same way. I was irritated by the loss to the Blue Jackets before the uh, All-Star break. I'm still carrying a little bitterness over the way things went down on Saturday. Um, what stood out to you uh, about Saturday's festivities against Nashville? Yeah, I agree, Tim. And, you know, you don't want to go back too far in time. Like, let's forget, you know, in terms of what I'm about to say, I, I realize you got to forget about the Columbus loss at some point. But when you look at the big picture here, you're talking about a team that knows its situation, knows that it's in a fight for a playoff spot, and you have a game like you did in Columbus, against Columbus. Then you have a game like Toronto, and I realize the energy was low that game for whatever reason. It was across the team, across the board, you know, did not play well. 
But then to have another one of those types of games where after the game you have a Tory Krug saying we just weren't connected and, and you know forwards weren't getting back and we weren't playing together. You know, you can have those types of games throughout the season, maybe early in the season, but I, I don't think you can keep having them once every four or five games this late in the year with what's on, on the line, and that's what it keeps coming down to. You know, every time you see a situation where the Blues like, okay, they're a wild card team. They're going to – they can make the playoffs. They're doing the things that they need to do. The power play is getting better. And, and then you have a clunker like you did the other day. It just seems a little odd to be still talking about that stuff this late in the year. The variety of, of topics from Saturday's game, and the one to me that is is the most obvious is is Jordan Cairo. And uh, he went from the top line to the second line to the third line, and then the extra attacker was Kevin Hayes. And uh, Blake Bannister, uh, Drew Bannister, say, saying so much about what his mindset is with Cairo by not saying anything at all. It's the ice time. And that is uh, that is that that was damning. And it's just I, I feel like every one, one every five games uh, he's going to have a ridiculous game today. He might go out and have a hat trick in response. But with regards to Saturday in a game they need, you know, you, you want to be talking about what you're getting from Jordan Cairo in a game like that, a game that clearly was going to play heavy early on, and instead you get him going away and it and it just it, I can't get away from the topic and I guess maybe it's because the contract that's associated with it but also when you see raw talent and then you have a critical game and you get that kind of performance I don't know I think that's probably why I'm still a little tilted even though it's been 48 hours yeah 100 percent. and and I agree and you know kudos to Drew Bannister for holding him accountable when Jordan Cairo is playing like that and you know I think he's, he's still a younger guy you know I know he's not young young Jordan Tyru, but he should he should know better uh, than to disappear the way he does at some times. And, you know, Tim, you know, you get to a point with Jordan Cairo where you say just what you said, maybe he's going to go off today. Maybe he's going to have a hat trick. But, you know, is the role, is the contract, is the reputation that he should have, is, is all that worth it, you know, when he's doing it once every six games? Right. If the other five games you're going to have a situation where you got to consider dropping him down the lineup. Right. And I think that's where he's at with Jordan Kyra. I really do. That, that's where he's at. And, you know, it's a shame, too, because I went in the locker room, it was a couple months ago, and Jake Neighbors had a great game, and we're interviewing Jordan Kyra. And Jordan Kyra was asked about Jake Neighbors, and he said he just works his butt off. He just, every shift, you see him, you know, working his tail off. And I couldn't help but sit there and watch Jordan Kyra utter those words and think to myself, you know, that's what people are looking for from you. Like, can't you see what, Jake Neighbors is producing and getting the results because he is working like that and have some of that rub off on yourself. That's what's going through my mind as I'm listening to Jordan Cairo. So the talent's there. He scored the hat trick today. He beats the Leafs. Everybody's in love with him. But the other games that he's missing, they can't have that. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that I just keep going back to on this. And I don't know... I don't know what the solution is for the Blues. I don't know why it goes on the way that it goes on. But, man, in a game like that, you know, to not have the kind of performance from one of your top guys to the point that he's just has to disappear at the end of the game. And Drew Bannister says, no, thank you. We're going to go with Kevin Hayes. It just speaks volumes. And it's, you know, it's concerning, certainly in the short term, um, but big picture is really more where I'm coming from on it and I just go I think this is one that at some point it's just not going to have a happy ending and I can't help 
shake that. I'm not saying like there's going to be some big move here in the next couple of weeks before the deadline. I'm not saying that. I'm just I just don't feel like that this is a a marriage that's going to last. And when you have these kinds of things happen, like Saturday, it's it's it says quite a bit. It's way more concerning big picture because, you know, we're in the here and now and they're in a retool and, and yes, you need them to, to be a leader like Robert Thomas has. Like yes. Robert Thomas has had a absolute terrific season. And if Jordan Cairo is, you know, 10 more goals and, and we're not questioning the effort, the consistency on a weekly basis, those are two really good building blocks as we knew they would be for a few years. But, you know, it's just not there with Cairo. But not only do you get into Tim, you know, in the future, if he doesn't turn into that player that you can count on a regular basis, you know, now you're talking eight million against the cap. That's the issue, you know, it, right? It, it limits what you can do otherwise in terms of bringing guys in, and also you're not going to take a guy permanently, an eight million dollar guy, and put him on the third line. He's got to be in the top six. He's got to be producing, and if he's not, it's going to be hard to move him too. So it's a huge predicament, big picture. Yes, that is that's that's why I I take a little bit more away from Saturday than than just a bad performance from the team again in a game that they really could have used. So with that all established, Jr. They get a chance uh, to quickly turn it around and taking on another team that would be in the playoffs if the Stanley Cup playoffs got underway today. They just saw them last week. You made reference earlier in our conversation to what was a disappointing performance in. Toronto. Uh, what are you anticipating as far as trying to alter that performance today, whether it be from Bannister's lineup moves or uh, from the Blues trying to counter what the Leafs were successful with against them last week? Yeah, it looks like it'll be Joel Hofer in net for this uh, noon puck drop. And, uh, you know, they got the lineup out. You know, I think this is a team, it feels like it's a situation, Tim, where it's, you know, it's game by game. Okay, did they play poorly last time? Are they trying to bounce back or are you know is this an Edmonton win over Edmonton where you're feeling good about your game well this is a situation you're coming off a loss to Nashville a bad loss that Nashville team Tim you know six straight games they allowed four more goals yeah and so that's why I think it's uh concerning and and the Blues even though 37 shots on net you know they they need to shoot the puck and and why is a team in this situation being asked to to shoot the puck in, in the situations where they could produce against a team that had given up a lot of goals so you know, now they're in a situation where you're looking for that bounce back effort. And then the sub headline is, oh, by the way, you just lost this a week ago and, you know, didn't have your legs. And after the game, your captain was talking about maybe we took them a little lightly without Mitch Marner, without John Tavares and without Riley. And and so you come out and, you know, reestablish yourself, I suppose, is, is what they're talking about in the locker room before the game, just to go and get, and get their game back. You know, it, it just can't be a situation where they're continuing to talk like they were after the Nashville game about uh, not being connected. I mean, it's laying right in front of them. There's single-digit games left before the trade deadline. And then also, uh, after this one, they're going to play eight of their next nine on the road, and that takes them to the trade deadline. So, you know, it's a pretty good challenge here coming up. And, you know, I hate to keep talking about shaking off these losses because there's been a few of them here lately, but they're going to stay in this wild-card race. That's what they have to do. Jeremy Rutherford, he's with us throughout the week here on 101 ESPN on Wednesdays on TMA. Blues, Leafs, noon right here on 101 ESPN. Thank you, JR. Thanks, Tim. All right, man, there it is, and we got to go because the Blues and Leafs pregame show is coming your way here in a matter of moments right on 101 ESPN. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Monganess, St. Louis Acura, Monganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.